listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester. The Watch Out World. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody. I'm Rick Benson, along with Zach Barletta. Welcome to the Beyond the Game program. Nice to have you along for some sports talk from a faith-based point of view. BTGprogram.com or at BTGprogram. The show is available at your convenience via podcast. It's downloaded every week all around the globe and throughout these great United States and such places like Palm Desert, California. And if you're from Palm Desert and were among those downloading last week's program, we thank you for listening. Night Rangers Jack Blades was born in Palm Desert, California, home to a lot of celebrities and a lot of golf courses. Thanks for listening out there in Palm Desert, California, wherever it is you're listening from, whether it be on the radio or through our podcast, we thank you for being with us as well. Obviously, I'm excited that baseball season is underway. Spent most of last week's show talking baseball for the last week or so since the season got going. I've been watching baseball, listening to baseball trying to get over my withdrawals from the winter. That reminds me, I should probably go talk to my kids at some point. They haven't seen me in like a week (laughs) because there's been baseball every day. Well, since we didn't get to it last week, Zach, because of all the baseball talk, let me give it over to you. You can get the show rolling with a few shenanigans statements. All right, number one, Rob Gronkowski's retirement is the beginning of the end for the Patriots dynasty. You Bills fans have been dancing (laughs) ever since. Between the opening of baseball and Rob Gronkowski retiring. That's a great time to be alive. Man, this has been just like an unbelievable week or so for you. I'm going to say shenanigans. I'm going to say shenanigans because the Patriots always seem to have that ability to slot somebody in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, Tom Brady has worked with a lot of different guys over the years. Mm -hmm. I I think it'll be difficult for them, but he was injured a bit, and Mm -hmm. they did just fine. So I I don't think so, but I'd be interested to hear what you say as a Bills fan. Yeah, speaking of Brady's ability to work with different people, there's a lot of good tight ends in this draft, so he may be replaced and maybe more seamless than we think. But I'm going to say no because, look, Gronk hasn't been the special key to the Patriots' success. That's exactly right. Obviously, Belichick and Brady. Add into the fact that I'm not convinced he's going to stay retired. They've already floated the rumor out of New England that if halfway through the season, you know, the Patriots are 4-4 four and four and Tom Brady calls Gronk up and says, hey, we need you, the general thinking among beat writers there is he'd come back and play. So I'm not even convinced that we're going to see him sit out a full season. So well, you make for, a good point. For those I think reasons, if Tom Brady calls him. Yeah, you know he can like you owe us. You see yeah. those Super Bowl ring? You owe us. I don't even like Tom Brady, but if he called me and said we need you, I'd go play. <laughs> you know, so I say shenanigans. Yeah, I agree. Number two, the Buffalo Bills were clear winners in free agency. I'd like to say yeah, and they did great. The tools that they got to put around Josh Allen, I think, are terrific. It's hard to go against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, they made some great changes, though it wasn't necessarily free agent. They did theirs through trades. Right. Now, I didn't say the clear winners. I just said clear winners. So Cleveland probably won the offseason with their additions of Odell Beckham. But the Bills, I think, uh, I, I, what I'm saying here is that they came out a better team than they went in. Oh, absolutely. For that, I agree. I'm not convinced that the Bills were the clear winner of the offseason but as you change that and you say they got better oh absolutely they got better that's terrific 
Yeah, I I will say I agree. I think they were clear winners. You know, the the two big issues last year were not having weapons for Josh Allen to throw to, which they uh, updated with John Brown and Cole Beasley, who are not, you know, they're not superstars, but they're very good, dependable receivers that fit what they needed. And the other problem was that the offensive line was terrible, and they literally went out and signed an entire new offensive line. So I think they've clearly addressed the two big issues. Um, for the first time that I can remember, they're going into the draft without a clear need, and they can just pick whatever player they like the most. And this offseason, they didn't add the splash player, the Le'Veon Bell, the Antonio Brown, or what have you, but I think they can do that through the draft, and I do think that uh, they are big offseason winners already. Don't you blaspheme in here! Don't you blaspheme in here! Last but not least, all of the Major League Baseball contract extensions being signed this year are a sign that free agency, as we know it, won't be the same going forward. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I agree. You know, I think we had talked about this before, before uh, Harper and Machado had signed, that free agency is not going the way players expected. It used to always be that players look forward to free agency because that was when they were finally going to cash in on all the years of work they had put in. And I think they're starting to recognize pretty rapidly that might not be the case. I mean, Harper and Machado got their money. Paul Goldschmidt got his money. But when you look at it, these guys are taking the short-term security of life-changing money instead of the possibility down the road of a mega contract. Guys like Luis Severino, $10 million a year for him is an underpayment, but he's getting $40 million. That's obviously life-changing money. I think we're going to see that continue, um, especially with an uncertain CBA negotiation coming up in three years. Yeah, I'm going to say that I agree with this, that it is it is going to be different. And what I like about and I actually like some of what we're seeing. I like seeing the contract extensions. Mm-hmm. It renders back to a time when guys stayed with one team. Yeah. And it's great to see a Mike Trout stay with his team. Sure, I would have loved him to see him wearing the Yankee pinstripes, mm-hmm. but seeing him stay with a team for his entire career is terrific. Locking guys up the way they have been, I like it. I like seeing guys stay with teams. But Me too. again, you mentioned the uncertainty of the next CBA contract. And in the short term, I'm going to say, yeah, it's going to be much different because there's only the pie is only so big. Yeah, teams are smarter and they're spending their money more smartly now. Yeah, and you can't blame them for that. Good for them. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some more Buffalo Bills. It's baseball season. But we're talking football on this particular show. I don't know why. We got uh, Zach's brother going to join us, Spencer Barletta. His new deal, he's all over Twitter. (laughs) SGB Sports. I think it's at SGB underscore. SCB Sports, yeah. SCB Sports underscore sports. He is a terrific Twitter follow. He's going to be joining us later on as we talk more Buffalo Bills. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. 
Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. Welcome back into the show. So glad to have you with us here on the Beyond the Game program. We're coming to you from Rochester, New York, recording from the BTG studio. We're talking sports, but we're doing it without any of the trash talk. But trash talking is what a number of pro football players have done over the years. Most recently, it was Antonio Brown talking trash about not just the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo area in general, our neighbors to the near west. And I know we hear about the weather. Here in western New York, being located right off the Great Lakes, we get plenty of wind, we get plenty of cold, we get plenty of snow, but it's not that bad. It's not San Diego, of course, but you know it's coming. You know when to expect it. You just sort of learn to live with it and deal with it. And truthfully, the worst weather is confined to a few months of the year, and the trade-off for how great the weather is the rest of the year makes it well worth it. And the trade-off for how great these communities are of Western New York are, really makes living here worth it. And I'll tell you, I could do without the government. I could do without being taxed to death in New York State. But that's something that these athletes that I'm aware of never brought up. I don't think Antonio brought it up, that he didn't want to pay New York State taxes, which who could blame a guy there? But they were just talking trash about the area and about Buffalo in particular without any real knowledge of the area. But let me stop there, because joining us on the BTG phone line is Spencer Barlett. And if that name sounds familiar, yes, it's Zach's brother. He's been with us many times before here on Beyond the Game. I've said on a number of occasions that Zach does as good a job as anyone in the country with analytics and covering the Buffalo Bills and getting into numbers and prospects and things that the national guys never seem to get into with the Buffalo Bills. Well, Spencer's doing very much the same, and he's being followed argued with, engaged by some names you would recognize. They're looking to him to talk about the Buffalo Bills. They're looking to him to answer questions. Spencer, welcome back into the program. How do you feel about sort of being the social media defender of the Buffalo Bills? It's like you're an Avenger. <laughs> I'm proud to take up the mantle. Uh, I, you know, I do get into a few Twitter battles going on, and people are sometimes surprised to figure out I am living in Virginia now, but still taking up for my Western New York roots. Anyway, I want to give it over to you and Zach, because you guys were fired up about the Bills bashing going on. I was bothered, but I wasn't really as bothered as you guys. It wasn't personal so much to me. I mean, I like the Bills, but you guys know I'm a Giants fan. So let's hear from you guys why this was a deal. I mean, the weather, that's a bit of an overblown excuse to not want to play here, isn't it? It really is. And it's actually something that's supported by evidence. There was actually a weather study done uh, by some, uh, some Bills beat reporters that actually indicated that teams like Pittsburgh, where Antonio Brown is from, teams like the Green Bay Packers and some other six to eight other teams actually have worse weather. And I think the, the Bills played something like one, maybe two games in the last two or three years under, I want to say, 40 degrees. So, yes, you can say that there's a lot of snow that happens during certain times of the year, although I find it surprising that people think that the Buffalo Bills players are sticking around only Buffalo or Rochester in the months from February to March, April, etc. 
but the weather thing is is overblown and i i'm i'm not really fully understanding where they're coming from on the siberia take that's been making its way around the media yeah i agree with that and i think it's funny benson that you mentioned green bay or uh, i think spencer you mentioned green bay actually is one of those teams a lot of the hot takes about buffalo and it being the siberia of football come from people who aren't here and aren't around here and there was a guy that interacted uh with us on twitter who is a Green Bay Packers beat writer, obviously is in Green Bay, and has just been destroying the Bills on social media. And then he gets destroyed, and then he doubles down. and But just really aggressively trying to call out Buffalo and say they don't know what they're doing with their wide receiver signings. They're a bad whatever. They're a bad team making bad moves to keep them bad and stuff. And I just, like Brandon Bean has said uh, on record this offseason, a lot of people want to trash the Bills. They haven't been here. They are not paying attention to what's going on here. They're sitting in Green Bay, or we've heard from Indianapolis or Jacksonville or the or people affiliated with the Giants that, oh, the Bills are bad, oh, Buffalo is bad, whatever, whatever. They've never been here. They're not paying attention to what's going on here. I think that's probably the most glaring aspect of it. I agree, and you, you mentioned Brandon Bean, and then Sean McDermott kind of doubled down on those comments and said, you know, people want to point to different cities like Miami and certain others as these great places to play. But the truth is they might be nice places to live because of the weather a majority of the year, but they're not inherently nice places to play the game of football. Yeah. Miami fans historically don't show up. Uh, whereas the Buffalo fans, if, if you want to point at weather, it's overblown. If you want to point to maybe a history of losing, uh, that has been something that has kind of taken place over the last few years. But if you actually look, at what's happening in the last two years, you see incredibly football-savvy moves. If you want to look at the town, it's a town of, they would say, friendly neighbors. If you want to look at uh, the actual football or the, the fandom there, Bill's Mafia is is unrivaled, and hundreds of fans show up to celebrate losing a playoff game. So I just don't know where all of, the, all of this comes together on some of these opinions. You know, and you mentioned the history and the lack of winning, but – they went to four straight Super Bowls. Not any organization has gone to four straight Super Bowls. I realize they didn't win, but just getting there four in a row is pretty freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people, too, when you talk about history, they point at the playoff drought, the 17, 18 years of not being in the playoffs, and they say, oh, it's the Bills, it's the Bills. Well, here's the thing that nobody mentions. The coaches from the drought are gone. The players from the drought are gone. The owner from the drought is gone. Uh it's a completely new organization. The front office is doing things the right way. They've got a franchise quarterback for the first time since Jim Kelly. To say, oh, it's the same old Bills, it's really not the same old right. Bills. And going off of what you said, Benson, going back to the 90s and early 2000s, there is as much of a heritage of winning as there is a heritage of losing. And when you look at that uh, that roster, those great four or five, Kelly, Bruce Smith, Moulds, and the other names that Buffalo Bills fans will know, those guys are all sticking around for a reason. Those guys are all still living in Buffalo and taking up the Buffalo mantle for a reason. It's not just because they played there. They have gotten, uh, you know, intimately involved with the community. It can't be that bad of a place. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you guys say before that guys come here, they sign a contract and end up staying. A Jim Kelly comes mm -hmm. here, maybe doesn't want to at first, but ends up coming here and then stays for a long time and settles in the area. Yeah, and that's something we've seen actually with all the this offseason, the Bills bashing that's been going on. A lot of former players on Twitter defending Sean Merriman, LaShawn McCoy, who's actually still a current player, 
Um, I'm trying to think who else. Jim Kelly. Lots of former players who still even make their home here, some of them, have come out and said, look, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I didn't want to come there. I came there, and I never wanted to leave. It's just, I think it's a lot of ignorance that's the most frustrating thing. All right, let me jump back in and try and give a biblical application to what it is we're talking about here. Many people, not just athletes who don't want to play in Buffalo, tend to say negative things. And if that's not bad enough, sometimes they say it without any real basis or knowledge of what it is they're talking about. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 2 says, A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. Some people just want to say what's on their mind. They just want to be heard. They have no interest in knowing the truth. They have no real interest in understanding the situation. They just rush to judgment without having all the facts of the situation. Wisdom, by contrast, would be to wait till you know all the information. Before you make a judgment, before you say anything, just wait. And we can all be susceptible to this. We hear about what someone else is doing or the sin they're engaged in, and we're really quick to believe it. Some will even then go spread what they heard around, especially if it makes them look better somehow. But gossip never makes anybody look better. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. We should be saying good things, building people up with our words, not spreading gossip. Just mind your own business. First Thessalonians 4.11 says, Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and work with your hands just as we commanded you. I got to tell you, restraint in speech, whether that be saying the right things or whether that be saying nothing at all, is the mark of a true Christian. As is saying the things the right way, saying them in the right tone, saying them with the right attitude. And I have no idea if Antonio Brown or any of these other athletes who have trashed Buffalo over the years without really knowing anything about the great city are Christians. But how we say something can be as harmful as what it is we say. At times, even a fool looks wise if he just keeps his mouth shut. Proverbs chapter 17, verses 27 and 28 says, He who restrains his words has knowledge, and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool, when he keeps silent, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is considered prudent. Why would anyone comment before they have all the information, before they have all the facts? Why would they pass judgment before knowing the whole story? Well, it comes down to pride. It comes down to people wanting to tell you what it is they think and what it is that they think they know. They want to drop knowledge on the matter. James one twenty six says, If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. It really reveals our heart, doesn't it? Speech is the reflection of our heart, and to contain the tongue is to have first restrained the heart, gotten the heart right. Jesus says in Matthew 12.34, For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. How's your heart? We all sin from time to time, but man, some just seem to be wanting to make a career of it. Do your sins cause you to feel guilty? Do you feel badly about it? I believe that's God calling you to himself. First John 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Without forgiveness of sins, we all face the wrath of God. 
The Bible says that Christ died in order to take care of our sins. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3 and 4, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. On the cross, Jesus paid the penalty of our sins, and thanks to his mercy, God doesn't give us what it is we deserve, because he gave that to Jesus. And because of his grace, God gives us what we don't deserve, the rewards which were earned by Jesus. John chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus paid the debt of our sin with his death on the cross. His death was a sacrifice for us. He gave his life to pay for our sins and then rose again from the dead three days later, proving that he had the power over life and death. God offers you his love and his mercy, the free gift of eternal life in heaven with him in glory. The guilt you feel from sin is him trying to get a hold of your heart. And he asked just this, that you would seek forgiveness of your sins. Admit your sins and seek his forgiveness. Forgiveness of sins is only found at the cross in Jesus. Titus chapter 3 verse 7 says that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The old saying of justified, justified never sinned. John 3.36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. God's offer of forgiveness and eternal life is available to anyone willing to accept it. Pray to God, won't you, and admit that you know you're a sinner. Admit your guilt. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to help you repenting from sin, turning your life around and going in a direction that seeks after him. Tell him that not only do you know that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, but you know he was buried and rose again three days later. If we can help, let us know. Maybe you want more information. Perhaps you're ready knowing it's time to place your faith in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Reach out to us through our website, btgprogram.com. There's more information there about becoming a Christian, and you can reach out to us through email. And if there's anything we can do, maybe it's even just praying for you. Let us know. Time for a break. When we come back, it's time to close out this week's show with our You Like That segment. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game Program. Let's look back now on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Thursday, April 4th. The Red Hawks recap is being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Let's start in tennis, where last Friday it was New York Institute of Technology defeating the Red Hawks 5-2 in the ECC men's tennis opener for both teams. But on Saturday, senior Andrew Freeman rallied from a set down to win at six singles and clinch a victory for the men over Jefferson University 4-3. Also on Saturday, the Roberts Wesleyan women's lacrosse team lost for only the third time this season, but this time it was in front of the home crowd, falling to New York Institute of Technology 15-7. Emily Tomei had a hat trick and scored her 30th goal of the season. On the men's side, they too fell at home, losing to Seton Hill University 15-8. Cody Menzies turning in a hat trick for the men in the loss. No home games in the week ahead for Roberts Wesleyan athletic teams. Nothing on the schedule, in fact, until the men's lacrosse team hosts Lake Erie College on Tuesday, April 9th at 4 p.m. The men's tennis team will welcome in Damon College at that same April 9th, 4 p.m. start time. 
The women's lacrosse team will return home on Saturday, April 13th, that against the University of Bridgeport. When you can't make it to the games, you can follow all the action at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There you'll also find news, scores, highlights, and more. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles, Our teams have made three NCAA National Championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Welcome back in. Glad to have you along. Time to close out this week's show with our You Like That segment. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. We all know there's this trend among major league teams to send big league-ready players back down to the minors just to delay their arbitration clock or the start of their free agency eligibility. But prior to the finalizing of rosters coming out of spring training this year, big-time San Diego Padres stars Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer took team owner Ron Fowler out to dinner to discuss and hopefully convince him to let Phenom shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. start the season with the Major League Club. And there is so much that I like about this. By the way, they were successful, and he's off to a great start. But there's so much that I like about this. I like that the Padres players are all in, and they want to win now. I like that the players and owners had a dialogue. They talked through it. They used good sense. I like the cooperation. I like the teamwork. I like the civility, even though there was the very real possibility They could disagree on this. Padres players and owners working together over dinner. Those players appealing on behalf of a yet still unproven but potentially huge star is what I like like this week. Yeah, Benson, what I really liked about what uh, Hosmer and Machado did is that they went right to the owner and spoke to him personally. They didn't negotiate through the media. And I think that's an art that's kind of lost these days in professional sports. That's a great point. What I like this week was a little girl who brought a folder of art projects for Giannis Adentacumpo. I probably just butchered that, but she worked on these art projects for over a year. She finally got to bring them to him at a meet and greet. He came around the table to look at each of them and give her a big hug. It was a really cute moment. You could find it on Twitter, I think, from Bleacher Report. So that was what I liked you this like week. That? You like that? We're at the end of our show, and I want to say thanks. I mean, truly, thank you for joining us here on the Beyond the Game program. I do hope you'll tune in again as we continue our conversations mixing both sports and faith. This program is listener-supported. It's only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts that make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please keep us in prayer, asking that God would use this sports talk radio program to impact those who hear it. And if you'd like to have a part in keeping this radio ministry coming to you on the airwaves, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. Dot com. By the way, some of our listeners are business owners and they advertise. And if you would like to do that, visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 